Are you recording on your end? No, I'm not recording. Okay, good. Yeah, don't record this one. I'm not going to record this episode. Nobody can hear me talk because nobody cares. <laughs> kind of like how I feel about this episode, but whatever. Oh my gosh. I'm Maddie. I'm Ryan. I'm just like starting this off with like some sniping words. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, fuck this episode. Well, this episode kind of sucks. Anyway, this is The Mutant Ages, a show where we watch every adaptation of the X-Men. And this week we watched... X-Men, the animated series, is take on the Phoenix Saga, the end of the Phoenix Saga, and it's really weird. Back when we were young, we experienced a change. We felt a power grow in us, both wonderful and strange. The power to care about the X-Men and the mutant brotherhood. All of their adventures. big conclusion to like the eight episodes of the phoenix saga which has for the most part been really great and this Mm -hmm. is like the most anticlimactic ending they could have done and i understand it's because they couldn't do what was in the comic books because they couldn't kill gene but it was like instead why not this is a show that dared to kill a character and like it's actually that's a really solid point and by this point you would think they would have won over their audience and the people who own the show and everything else to be like, we need to kill Jean Grey. She dies in the comics. Like, I actually feel like they fucked up here because I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to think about how things were in the nineties. And like, I don't think a lot of nineties shows killed characters, including gargoyles and Batman. They would get really close to it, but then mm-hmm. they would like pull it back and be like, Oh, nobody actually died. Yeah. I guess, Whereas, I guess it's different with morph. Cause he was just basically created to die but yeah okay, anyway but then he on. came back to life but right, I, I, that too. that's a good point I, I it's it's weird because in comparison to tv now like i was watching tmnt with katie the other day and like it's like i mean i forget that a splinter dies in that but also they just kill a bunch of other characters but also steven universe like also does the same thing in fact like his whole story is that like his mom's dead like, yeah, although they don't really show it, but Stephen no, Universe is still I, super dark. So I, yeah. I feel like kids shows deal with death now, and I don't feel like it did in the '90s. And I'm sure somebody's gonna be like, "Uh, excuse me," and Batman so and so died. But I, th- I feel like every single instance I could think of, even with Batman, characters would die, but then reveal that like they didn't die. Like the episode where like Batgirl dies and like yeah. Michelle Gordon goes crazy was just. Batgirl be infected by a Scarecrow's fear gas, and that was her greatest fear. Mm-hmm. So like. I, I, don't, I don't know what I'm comparing this to. I'm just saying that maybe they couldn't, maybe it just wasn't a thing that happened in cartoons then. I don't really know. I mean, I, I think don't that's remember. fair to say. Even if even if people can think of exceptions, which obviously folks are welcome to write into the mutant ages at gmail.com and, and let yes. us know if there's stuff you think of. Please um, do that. But yeah, I, in watching this, I definitely was the ending of i mean the episode has a lot of issues but the ending i think is the biggest issue because it feels so much like it needs to end with gene dying and then it just doesn't and it's really bad i would say 
it's like worse than the complaints I had about the episode prior to this, which also ends in a similarly anticlimactic way. Anyway, previously on the X-Men. Previously on the X-Men. Jean Grey has been infected by this alien force called the Phoenix Force that gives her wacky powers, except now in this Dark Phoenix section of events, the powers have gotten evil or at least like motivated to figure yes. out what it feels like to be evil. And, and it's think definitely not Jean and her feelings. It's a different <laughs> entity from Jean. Jean would never mm-hmm. have feelings. Yeah, Jean would never be evil. She's a good girl. Jean who would loves never Scott stand up much. for her shitty boyfriend. And she definitely doesn't think about breaking up with Scott and having sex with Logan. That's all the Phoenix that wants oh, yeah, that. Completely. That's not Gene at all. Anyway, yeah, I guess I guess the Phoenix must be possessing me too, because I also want to fuck Logan. So mm-hmm. clearly, sometimes that's not the me. Phoenix just possesses you, and you get super horny. It just horny happens. For, horny for Wolverine specifically. <laughs> <It's funny. laughs> the Phoenix like pretty much canonically wants to fuck Logan though. Like a- anyway, actually, anyway. yeah, that's a solid point. <laughs> yeah. So that's what happened so far. And at the end of the previous episode, after several episodes of Xavier trying and failing to get the phoenix out of gene and eventually being like guys we just need to kill gene and then being like wait maybe we don't need to wait maybe we do wait kill her wait just kidding wait and then all that ended with xavier just astral plane walking into gene's head quickly shoving the phoenix into a backpack and then being like turns out it's (laughs) fine and then yeah it's like banjo kazooie instead of kazooie's in your backpack you have fucking the phoenix (laughs) which comes out just like you're like get back in the fucking backpack yeah pretty much oh and my so god then a bunch of aliens show up it's the shiar and they're like hey so the dark phoenix fucking destroyed a galaxy near us and we're a little worried about that and we're going to arrest her and put oh her on no trial. they were like they didn't even say that they were like <laughs> we're gonna kill gene exactly execute no no they, seriously murderer, yeah we're like yeah. we're going to mortally wound and destroy we're gonna kill gene gray and xavier's like why would you do that? It's like, Xavier, you've been like beckoning for this to happen the entire yeah, episode. It's you've been like encouraging everyone around you to kill Gene to kill ASAP. Her. And like, like now that he's finally like, wait a second, guys, I just forgot that I could go into Gene's mind and like shut off the Phoenix switch quickly. <laughs> like a fucking light switch. Which that is ridiculous oh enough God. that it's like presented as being that easy in that episode. Although I guess there's some tension with that in this episode, because in this episode, it does seem like the Phoenix is still kind of in control but like I don't know. only if Jean like, lets her question mark it's really <laughs> that's not because well the explained. phoenix is just gene at this point but it's but then why ugh, whatever let's i mean we can go over the episode but i feel like it really has some logic problems where like we're being told that this alien force is all powerful and undefeatable and then suddenly it has to wrap up in an episode being like just kidding it's fine and also gene doesn't even die in the process no one dies and everyone lives happily Everyone's ever after great. this is a this is a fucking snow white story we're about to walk really right into is. right now it's very disney okay um, so, so we start has showed up and said that they're going to execute gene and then xavier instantly instantly this opens with xavier probing Lelandra's mind without her consent and pulling out information that's like uh, I found an ancient rule in your brain that requires us to challenge you to a duel and then he goes he turns around and he's like and I signed up all the X-Men also and they're all gonna like fight for 
Phoenix, and if we lose, they all die, and if we win, we get to keep Gene, and everyone's yeah. like, and everyone just um, has to go with that. Yeah. Like all that, all that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you, Xavier. It's and so it's like, funny though, because right after that, Beast just immediately is like, "Uh, you did that in our names," and it's like the only moment when anyone questions. I know Xavier. Beast is like. What I mean, first of all, he probed Lalandra's <laughs> mind without her permission, which he always is going on about. Like, you need someone's permission before you okay, enter their mind. He's never gotten in in his fucking life. He's never done. No, that. I know. And then two seconds later, he's like, he also signs up all the X Men to like fight, fight to their deaths. Yeah, and just like without consenting to anyone in this process. And he's like, okay, good. I've done my part. And we're like. Fuck yeah. off. And like his response to Beast being shocked that he just signed them up for like a duel. Oh my god. Xavier just going, it is the it's only, the way, only to way to save Jane. <laughs> oh my like, god. First of all, you were trying to kill her ten minutes ago. But yeah. second of all, like, what the hell? Is it is it Fuck the only off, way to dude. save Jane's I, life? This is like Okay, I'm going to describe this episode for you guys. The first half is like Xavier being a piece of shit, and the second half is a battle Xavier that like being a piece has of no lines, still, and then like Gene yeah. cries a little bit, and the Phoenix leaves. That's the whole episode. You can go home now if you want, uh, <laughs> but don't because <laughs> no, it'll don't. be funnier Enjoy if we recap yeah, it's, all it. <laughs> it's true. So, so anyway, we'll, Logan we'll, immediately <laughs> is on board, and Logan is like, "Let's get to it," because oh, yeah, he's willing Logan to die for Gene, die. and he has he's like, well, he's willing to die for Gene if only he could. But I yeah, know. you're right. He, okay, but he also really he can't no kill her because he goes to kill her like multiple times, and he okay, says, "Because like, spoiling all okay, sorry. of the climax." Okay, fine. Of this right, episode. right now, so Lilandra's standing there, and she screams something in an alien language that's just like made up Shiar nonsense. So mm-hmm. we can't even and like. And they fly away. No, but then they then I I didn't I like blinked and they were all in a spaceship. So I guess they teleported there. But like I looked away for two seconds and yeah, like then so they Lelandra were on a spaceship teleports them onto the spaceship basically because now that she has to agree to their stupid right. duel and i like, know and fucking gambit know. is like what happened yeah. like what is happening and then beast says they were teleported but he takes like 10 minutes to explain that oh my it's god beast. It was, I, I wrote down beast says a bunch of shit that neither gambit or i can understand <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so then Cyclops is confronting Lilandra and he's like, the X-Men were your friends. Why have you kidnapped us? And Lilandra's like, you are my friends. I trust you. And Cyclops is like, then why not trust us to deal with Jean? Because Lilandra's like, because I don't trust Charles Xavier. I mean, I wish, no, but she, unfortunately, that, that's the, I, I put she that still line there. kind of does. Like Lilandra and Charles Xavier well, are still not for too much longer, dating. though. I no, mean, this I like, like the moments where she stands up to Xavier, but yeah, they're not loved, enough. Okay, if there's something I could say about this episode, it's like Lilandra's slowly figuring out throughout the episode that Xavier is a piece of shit, and eventually being like, "I'm not interested in this anymore." I don't know though anymore. because like she still has lines too, where she's like, "If my heart still loves Xavier." No, that's like later when she's like, "I have to be an empress, but also the woman in me has emotions," and I'm like, "Oh fuck you!" Like <laughs> yeah, what? I, I hated that. Anyway, I like the parts where she was telling Xavier off, which we'll get to. For now, though, she's trying to explain to Scott, like, why he's yeah. wrong. And she's like, the Phoenix is too powerful. Once she existed only to serve our empire. Now she lives to experience new sensations. And then she, like, talks about the galaxy the Phoenix destroyed. Like, she's basically being like, the Phoenix is dangerous. Fucking duh. And Scott's just like, but Xavier cured Gene. Yeah, that's his next line. And, and then, then Gene, Gene walks over and literally like, like, yeah, uh, he did it, though. Yeah, she goes, Scott, the Phoenix may be under control, but she's still within me. And it's like, Gene, you're not helping your fucking case. I like, mean, these lines would be fine okay, if the show Jean actually ended with her dying. That okay, would make I, more if you ta- sense. If you take away the Phoenix component of her being a cosmic entity, if this was, like, still Gene Grey, not separated from the Phoenix, like, if this was the original story, right, mm-hmm. and, like, it was just a superpowered Gene, 
what is happening in the original original story before they separated them is that gene is just asking people to kill her like yeah. straight up repeatedly being like i want to die i'm so miserable you know mm-hmm. which is I kind mean, of fucked up and really sad. dark yeah yeah but in this it's a little more understated and gene is more just i mean she's basically not even an agent of her own future in this episode she's more just like this object who's walking around being like i don't know the phoenix controls everything i do but like also kind of doesn't i don't know what to do sorry everyone and it's like what the fuck even is happening i, I don't know but then xavier fucking floats over and he's like wait Lilandra, but i challenged you to a fight we have to do that right now and i was mm-hmm. like Xavier, calm down. Nobody wants to do this except for you, apparently. And he's like, like the only one who isn't going to be involved in the fight. Like, yeah, okay. there's like a point in this, like a montage at some point where Xavier just literally is floating out of his chair. And I was like, that's the most he's done all episode. <laughs> anyway, Lalandra is like the Phoenix threatened stellar empires that were relevant long before you. I must consult them. And so then she goes in the other room and she Skypes <laughs> with the Kree and the scrolls. And both of them are like, sure, we don't fucking care. No, basically. wait, no, I think the, I think it was the scrolls, the scrolls that were are like, like, yeah, you need to like fucking kill the Phoenix unless you can't or like whatever they're like a little more yeah and the and the Cree were like i don't know like honor our ancestors or something like that yeah, which they i mean they basically don't really for those say anything species, about it but i'm sure it's an oversimplification of like a bunch of comic book pages that i forget but basically, about basically what they all agree to is like they're like okay we'll agree to this as long as you kill all the x-men the land's just like okay and i was like <laughs> yeah. okay and so then the x-men are having all these little hearts to heart with each other like Storm goes to Beast and she asks if they're on the right side. Well, hold on, wait. There's a there's a moment before that where Lilandra comes back out and she oh, and tells she's Xavier, like, "Yeah, let's do the duel." Yeah. No, she she's like, "Xavier, you got your battle, but you don't know what you've asked for. You basically just fucked yourself." Like, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yay!" And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and then it goes just to all the X Men. Yeah, like Storm. I, actually, asked- I really I love this interaction between Storm and Beast because you can say what it is, but like yeah, it just I ends like it with too. Beast being like so angry. Mm-hmm. which rightfully so yeah you know? i mean it's beast kind of makes the only argument in gene's favor that can be made so like storm is basically like should we be trying to kill the phoenix like are we fucking up here and she's like i love her like a sister but dot 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 and then beast points out that gene's innocent and the phoenix isn't and storm is like but she does get a trial by combat and beast is like such a trial is not governed by reason it's war lilandra is wrong and like basically the options here are execution straight up i guess or you get to do a trial by combat and neither of those is fair according yeah, to like how trials normally work like and also she doesn't to imagine- get to defend herself at all in the situation right and he's totally right and you have to imagine beast's voice but like really fucking angry which yeah, is something yeah. you don't see on this show you know yeah and i mean according to this show's logic gene is innocent and the phoenix is the only evil part of her so yes this is a pretty cut and dried argument where it's like, why would Lilandra be ordering to execute this innocent person who just happens to be inhabited by this evil being that could potentially be removed and we just haven't found a way yet or I don't know. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it's shaky, but it in the comics it's less so because she's just begging for death. So it's like, well, all right. <laughs> but, it, I don't know. I, I, I do like it because I feel like beast having those lines and being so emotional about it is kind of like i mean it's telling of a character of who he is but also like how how much he cares for his teammates and he was part of the original five with gene so it's like he like 
cares strongly about his family you know what i mean and it's you know like he's gonna go fight to death for it even though he doesn't agree with it yeah i mean it's just and i feel like beast he's come a long way since season one where if this were him in season one he would have been like well we have to play by the rules but beast is already like i've been fucked by the rules repeatedly yeah and i'm like fuck this you know (laughs) I think I think that's growth of his character. I think that's why I like it so much. That's true. I mean, the beginning of the show is definitely him going to jail for like no fucking reason and being like, I guess I have to go to jail. And it's like, yeah, but then he also gets fucked over with when he was the that doctor with the blind lady and mm-hmm. like, I just you know just all that all his story has kind of been like him getting fucked repeatedly while he's trying to do the right thing and now he's like, you know what? It's like, why do we keep getting fucked? You know. Mm-hmm. And in this case, all he really can do is fight for Jane. I mean, otherwise, right. it's like let her get executed, which obviously he's not going to stand for. So, sure. Anyway, um, so, then Gambit yeah. and Wolverine after fucking or whatever are just I, talking I mean, like, with I each like other. They just like are always like dueling and like making out in a danger yeah, like, room somewhere. They're just randomly fighting a robot in the hallway. Like, what is that robot? <laughs> I don't even know. Like. <laughs> be nice to that robot guys they have like this random sex bot that they're beating up because it's like part of some weird role play they're doing like while they wait for the battle to start and gambit is like is phoenix too dangerous to exist and logan just goes maybe but if push comes to shove i stand by gene all the way which is like very logan logic of just yeah. being like, uh, I don't like care. When you, also like it's that way makes no sense logan what you just said doesn't even make sense it's like he's like push comes to shove if the phoenix is in here I'm just stand by Gene. It's like, what? I don't know. It's just him being like, I don't care what Gene's morals are. If she decides she's a villain, I'm going to go with that. If Gene suddenly wants to quit the X-Men or decide to stay, I guess I'm into that. That's it. Yeah, That's my shit. I love her. Anyway. Uh, so uh, Xavier and Lilandra oh my God. are hanging out in the astral no, plane. Get ready for the most manipulative thing that Xavier has done thus far <laughs> Which is in the really show. saying something. Okay, so they're in their brains, right? So mm-hmm. they're in the astral land, which is like morphing into like the savage land, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. it's like this beautiful tropical place where they're like on an astral plane date that Xavier's just yoinked Lilandra into and she may or right. may not have been okay Agreed with to that. It. And yeah. like she's just like wearing this pink gown for some reason and xavier goes we must not let these events alter our love lalandra and she goes i wish only to cherish you charles and then he goes then help me join with me to contain the phoenix and lalandra just fucking i liked that she did this she just immediately is like that was unworthy of you and just like fucking manifests a mountain that she stands on and like a suit of armor for herself and she's like i'm empress of the shiar empire my duty before the longings of my heart is to protect those in my dominion and is like fuck you for like bringing me on this weird ass date yeah. and then interrupting it by being like no so it, you it's love not even me that but- it was like it was like he's like oh remember how much you love me and how beautiful we are together and she's like yes i do love you and he's like then you need to do everything i say and call everything off and it's like <laughs> that's taking somebody who cares about you I mean, I mean this shit gets me bad because i've been in like that kind of abusive relationship before where like somebody's so emotionally and it's like oh but don't you love yeah me, and, and you like yeah. kind of fall for it at the time which i wouldn't do now but like I wish I had Lalandra's like ability to manifest like a yeah, tower ten years to ago. In. That would have been fucking great. And like she, it's just like such a shitty thing for a person to do is like holding your friendship or your relationship over them. Be like, if you love me, then you'll like make the wrong call here and do what I want you to do. And yeah. I also love that it ends with him going 
Lalandra, and then he, she just creates a hole underneath him, and he goes, no! <laughs> and it returns back to, like, him sitting there, and he just kind of, like, like floats away. And I was like, okay, thanks, Xavier. Thanks for just being a piece of shit for a quick five seconds again. Glad yeah, we got that. I mean, I guess this scene exists to be like, don't worry, they still love each other, but, like, I mean, do they? Do they? <laughs> <laughs> I think... I don't know. I mean, who can really love Xavier besides, like, Magneto, who clearly questions that also? Yeah, I don't know. I really don't like their relationship. Right. It's like, he's such a shady dude. Okay, but so anyway, so at this point, we have Gene being like, I need to die. And, like, all the (laughs) X-Men being like, we don't know what to do. And, you know, Mm -hmm. fucking Lelandra and Xavier doing their bullshit. And now it's Rogue's turn to, like... (laughs) walk over to cyclops and like i don't even know how she like twirled this around to be about her but she either. does and it's like she walks over <laughs> she's like i know what you're going through because that's the kind of love i've always wanted but could never has because i ain't gonna touch nobody and it's like oh my god nobody what? <laughs> nobody asked you rogue like what it's weird I feel like this is like the episode where suddenly everyone just got like so way... self-absorbed yeah. yeah and also like really self-conscious of themselves it's like but it, the whole thing's about it's like so much so this whole episode is just the x-men being like so so property uh-huh. you know and cyclops is like if i were in lalandra's place would i do the same i'd like to think i wouldn't and it's like i don't know man like this isn't really that easy of a decision to make like i i don't know anyway Jean shows up in her old marvel girl costume at this point which why i don't know how she got also, it where did she get it <laughs> like where is it where did from? it come from anyway uh- so then Jean interrupts and is like, no matter what the cost. And Cyclops is like, your old uniform. And Jean is like, it's how you first knew me. It seemed right. And they start like hardcore making out. And Rogue oh, is just like, God. I, I know guess Rose I better go. There. I know she just goes, well, as my daddy always said, threesomes are for eavesdroppers. And I'm like, what? Why did your dad tell you this, by the way? <laughs> Is that what she says? No, she says she says threes three. Uh, she three, says like choose company threes eavesdropping or something. Yeah, it was something like that. I don't know. It was like still weird that her dad would even say that to her though. Either way. Yeah, well, and her then, dad was not a great parent, as we know, so whatever. I know. And then they like talk some more, and Jean's like, "What if the Phoenix takes over me?" And Scott goes, "That's not you. That's the Phoenix." And then. <laughs> And then Jean, like, does this thing where she's like, okay, I'm just going to project into you what happened to this other galaxy that everyone's mad about. Mm -hmm. And Scott's, like, shocked. Mm -hmm. Like, because she projects the memory of her as the Phoenix destroying an entire galaxy. And Scott just goes, don't worry, our live will save you. And Jean's like, thank you, my love. And I'm like, um, no, it's not. That's not how anything <laughs> okay, works. but it will, though, it turns out. I hate oh. to break it to you, but that's exactly what fucking like- happens. Like, she also shows him a projection of, like, what the Phoenix wants to do in the future, and it's her, like, destroying all these other Earth landmarks and shit, and so it's like, okay, so this could happen at any time, but, like... And Scott's just like, but I love you, so it doesn't really matter. Or, like, Scott, that doesn't... That's not how it works. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lalandra announces the terms of the battle, and she's like, if the X-Men win, those who survive will be set free. If my Imperial Guard wins, Phoenix, Jean Grey is ours to do with as we will. Yeah. And they all go to the battle arena, which looks like the Fright Zone in she except it's on a moon. Uh, yeah, which we'll get to in a second. But before we do that, some dude walks up to Lalandra after Xavier leaves, and he goes, um, they might actually win. And Lalandra's like, but they can't. Because, like, she wants the phoenix to die. Yeah. You know? 
But um, it, I mean, we all know that's not going to happen. Right. And whatever. so then they, they land on the moon uh, and Gambit says, looks like some spooky Mardi Gras, which <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. How the does that look like Mardi Gras? Really weird in this it's app. like, I feel like who the writing on this is like just taking the most basic facts of all the X-Men and just making lines about them. That's what yeah. I'm getting from this. I mean, I like that Storm Beast scene. That's the only one so far that I've been like, that's yeah. pretty good. But the rest of them, I'm kind of like, eh, I mean. Yeah, I know. I feel that way too. And then also they like stop to gasp for a moment and then like, oh, we can breathe. And they notice that there's like relics of a civilization there and they're like, Oh, it looks like this used to be inhabited, which that's actually a reference to the Inhumans because they built a city on the moon. Mm, but none of so, that matters to this episode. It's no, but I thought I'd like throw are. that out oh, there because cool, I feel like yeah. people actually know what the Inhumans are now, which I feel like less people did when this show oh, came sure, out. Oh, sure, yeah. Back then it was just like a fun reference Yeah, for now, now we've had our own Inhuman show, a shitty one, but mm-hmm. it exists, you know? <laughs> yeah. So Jean's like, I'm picking up multiple telepathic impressions and it's like all the random Shi'ar Imperial Guard fighters that we've seen in every other episode about the Shi'ar. Yeah, I, it's like, I don't know who any of them are. Guy, Whip Girl, and all oh, like, the rest Blue of the Lady. gang. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know. I should really know all their names by now, but I don't, because there's like 25 uh, of it's them. It's at the point where I'm like, yeah, me too. I, I, don't, I, I feel like we should know who they are, but also like... I'm, we don't I, need I, to, though, because they're all characters who only appear in this one section of comics and well, never also, matter Yeah, exactly, again. because they were they were created by that guy that had a whole like mm-hmm. extended story, like Gino universe with all these <laughs> yeah. characters that we'll never know anything about, you know? Anyway... Uh, uh, there's so, so much fighting i didn't write down all of it because i didn't either i, I was bored. like i couldn't i would start working out during it because i was getting bored so. yeah it's not <laughs> there have been some exciting animated fight scenes on this show this one didn't really hold my attention maybe i just wasn't in the mood to watch a fight scene no when but I saw cyclops this. I does know. have that great line that he goes remember the plan split up and fight them and it's like that's <laughs> not that a plan? plan that's just like you telling people that's just to you fight fighting oh like, I, I good wrote, fucking plan cyclops you idiot here's what i wrote down beast and logan and gambit fight some robots gambit falls into a metal tube and storm saves him and then she <laughs> saves him a second time by summoning a storm against some random bad guy rogue fights the fire guy and out flies him logan keeps fighting the robots <laughs> um that's what happens i guess gladiator shouts i don't even know who he's shouting this at probably logan arrogant fool to fight the imperial guard is to face the wrath of gladiator it's like such a boring line there's like nothing interesting to remember about that um right. some other random lady shows up and blasts logan cool action remix of the theme song this is what my notes are like <laughs> these Rogue, are better than mine i wrote like two things so yours are Rogue better gets tossed out of the sky into a fight with gladiator who has already been established as stronger than her this time they're more evenly matched though for no reason wait wait but also gladiator is like we fought before rogue and you know you can't defeat my power Which and she's she like, can't oh. except in this she can't wait but no no but in the last time we saw them fight each other she did remember that no, was like that no, whole no. scene that i loved Oh, well, yeah, but ultimately he's stronger than her, and then that sets up the reveal of the Phoenix knocking out Gladiator, remember? Because that's what that whole episode was building up to, was the Phoenix showing up and being like, I'm stronger no, than you're all think, you're of you. You're forgetting about when they went to like trade the fucking like, crystal with Deken, and then like Rogue and Gladiator fought again on the ship, and she he's like... Oh, and she's, out my, she punches him? Yeah, yeah he's goes, right. He goes, get out of my way, woman, and she goes, get out of your own way, and she punches him away, and that's like the end of that. I don't know. I guess she figured... I, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't actually know if Rogue is canonically supposed to be stronger than him or not. I have I no idea. I just assume Rogue's 
canonically stronger than everyone. Okay, well now she now she can fight him, except at the end he does manage to knock her out because all of the X Men, well not all of them, but almost all of them are getting knocked out over the oh, course yeah, of this fight. Oh yeah, they get knocked out. Wolverine screams Gene when she <laughs> falls down, and then eventually cuts to Xavier and he goes oh, like in no, shock. My hey, no, he's like my X Men. I never expected it would end like this, and it's like you signed them up for this shit, Xavier. I know. What did you think was going to happen? Was this fucking were they going to bake fucking cookies together? Where I'm she's sorry. like that part of me that is woman wants to comfort him with every breath that I take, but an empress must be made of steel. And oh I was my, like, Fuck Jesus Christ! You, oh, I like how we like love X Men the animated series, but this episode is like so fucking annoying. It's like all the shit we don't like that the show all, like, does. Like one bundle, like, like just came back. Wonderful package. Like there isn't, there aren't really any fun interactions between the X Men per se. It's no. just like Cyclops screaming Jean sixty times, Xavier being a piece of shit, and the Landra loving him anyway for no reason. I and mean, also like a fight scene arguable. with a bunch of villains that we don't really care about. Like that's right. the then, worst. Uh, it's really the worst. worst. It's and also Gene and Scott runs away, and they Gene's yeah, like Gene and Scott are the only ones who are still not knocked out for Which some reason ironic but gene's like i've lost telepathic contact with all the other x-men i think they've been defeated in here i'll buy some time and they like run into a cave and i don't even know what she does she like creates a wall mm-hmm. and then cyclops screams we have no time <laughs> and she's like and he just turns around he's like there's so much for us to do and so much for us to feel so much i want to say to you and she's like it's your thoughts that count and like you you are beautiful. And I'm just like, what is happening? Like, yeah. I'll, I, it's like Scott has had plenty of time in his relationship with Gene to like finally Say express anything. what he's feeling. Yeah. And like at this point, like Gene's like, well, I really wish he had brought that up like before I broke up with yeah, you. Yeah, like but... what are all of these things that Scott hasn't said to Gene? I think it's supposed to just be this line that's making us maybe feel it's him, like. <laughs> maybe it's him being like, <laughs> I, I have to, to tell you. Yeah, I was just saying like. <laughs> While you were dead, I started fucking Logan. I didn't think I liked men. <laughs> and Gene is like, don't worry, honey. I saw that in your mind, like, pretty much as soon as I got back. Yeah, also, also, Gene was like, I knew that all along. I was kind of dating you because it was just safe. But, like, I, I know you're gay. You're my beard. Or I'm your beard. Sorry. They're both each other's beards, I guess. But they also both want to fuck Logan, so who knows? I mean, who doesn't? Anyway, they kiss, and then they head back out to fight. then they go back to, to battle fight. for some reason. Well, because what else are they going to do? They're just going to die if they don't fight. Well, they were hiding, at least. But then they were like, let's they were leave hiding. Get found ryan they couldn't just hide in like okay, a that's, cave that's true. for the rest that's of true. you're right you're right they, i guess they would have figured it out although i do love that like gene and scott run out and like immediately within two seconds cyclops just like gets knocked out yeah. like they're like all right let's go they like step out cyclops is dead mm-hmm. and, I was and, like, okay. and he goes i let you down and then gene goes ahead and becomes the phoenix at that point I know, and then Lelandra just turns around and screams, Plan Omega! Okay, so like... What is that? Because I don't know. All it's just, It shows the ship start glowing, but then it doesn't do anything. So what was Plan Omega? I don't know. But there's this other Shi'ar guy, or there's this other Shi'ar who's like, Empress, sensors are registering off the scales, because I guess the Phoenix manifesting is like what's causing that. And then Lelandra's like, get the weapons online and fire at will. And then Savior immediately is like... Let's kill Gene again. Like, he really... <laughs> he, he fucking goes, Lalandra ah! was right. We must stop oh Phoenix. Hear me, X-Men. You must revive. Phoenix must be stopped. This has gone too far. Which is fucking crazy. 
that I he like how, has that as a line in this. Like I know, and he goes, "You must strike while you can." Scott, okay, but, kill Jean Grey. Okay, this is crazy. Can we just like stop and take a second to note how insane this is? Like, like what, Xavier the episode has or just Xavier. Xavier. I mean, also the episode, but specifically Xavier, who has just risked basically everyone's life to save Jean, and then now suddenly, is like everybody must kill Jean. Like, I get that he's been going back and forth, but this one was like. Wow. Like, so they're extreme. on another planet. The X-Men don't even want to fucking be there. And Xavier's like, yeah, let's kill Gene. Let's fucking do this. I, I wish that this had ended with, like, af- after this whole sequence of events, not just this moon. I mean, like, from the beginning when he sent them all in a space shuttle and let Jubilee get kidnapped by government officials to this <laughs> I already forgot point, about the that. whole eight-episode arc of Xavier just not giving them information uh-huh. and telling them to kill their teammate, but then changes his mind and then telling them to kill him again, emotionally manipulating his friends and family mm-hmm. and like sending them on dangerous informa- missions with absolutely no like information, but like puts out their lives at stakes. Why do they but all go back the to the terms of the mission change? Like every five they minutes, they should have all gone back to the mansion and been like, Xavier, you need to leave. <laughs> Like, I mean, does Xavier fund his mansion? Like, I never understood where his funding comes from because he doesn't have a job. So, like, is it just, like, family inheritance? grants? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, they... Between, this is so why we need to do X-Men like a now. Xavier episode where we like do him as the who's that X-Men even though neither of us want to because I feel like that's like a fact that's probably in his I mean according canon. to the movies that he did have like an Yeah, but I don't, I don't remember if in the and comics I, I think it's that, that might be, or what. Correct in the comic books, but I care so little about Xavier as a character or a being at all. You know, I can't remember, but I feel like in the movies too, they sort of imply that there's like some funding for the school of some kind. I mean, some of the X Men and like other mutants are really rich and fund the school and shit like that, right? So, oh yeah, because like I know like a lot of Xavier, they always make jokes about how Warren has to pay for like all the mass destruction because Warren is like he's like super capitalist because he has so much money that he could fix every piece of like anything that is destroyed across the world by both the X-Men and the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And he just has, where's this money coming from? I don't you know. know. It's like, it's like fantasy money where it's like, you just need a random rich character who can swoop in and fix something. Anyway, yeah, back to this shitty episode. So Xavier uses his mind powers to revive the X-Men, which is just like, why didn't you fucking do that before? But like, okay. I don't know. Anyway, he does that. And uh, then the Phoenix. the Phoenix is like trash talking Gladiator and being like, "How I have missed the pleasure of thrashing you," which is like kind of a fun line. Um, I liked that. Xavier is like, "Scott, destroy Phoenix now before she oh, re-energizes." My God, and Scott's like, "Professor, there has to be some other way." And Xavier's like, "There isn't. There is, there is no." I know. We're like, "Oh my God!" And then Logan tries to kill Phoenix, and he screams, "I can't do it, Genie!" I know. And then Gene as the Dark Phoenix. Like how I'm touching, touching. she snaps fun. her fingers and like Wolverine flies away, and then Cyclops just goes rogue now. Forgive me, Jane. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, the fucking drama. Tone it down. So Rogue flies in and like knocks Phoenix so that she's like slightly dizzy, and then Cyclops uses eye <laughs> beams on her. And Cyclops is like, it's done, and he starts crying. Well, he, like, We're like, buries like, the Phoenix happened. in a bunch of rubble, basically, which he thinks is gonna do anything 
why? Oh, I know. And then, and then fucking Jean comes out and he goes, she's like, no, I'm still alive, stupid. Please kill me. Yeah, and Cyclops now it's is like, Jean. never. And Jean's like, I can't keep living like this, not slipping for a second every moment of the day. Please kill me. Please do it. And then Cyclops is like, I can't. And Jean's like, ah. And like blast Cyclops away. She says more lines there, but like that's I I pretty much the gist of it. Either. I didn't write the dot either. I just wrote that she Jean screams and becomes the Phoenix again. Yeah, and then immediately it cuts back to Lilandra's ship in which a Shi'ar person is just like, the, sh- the weapons have come online, but how? And Xavier screams, it's, it's Jean! Jean! And that's also when Xavier is floating away and it's like, I didn't really understand what was happening anymore. Yeah, me either. Like, I don't know if they turned off their gravity whatever in the ship or what was going on there, but sure. Or was like Jean going to shoot herself with the ship? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so then Jean goes, I love you, Scott, and then explodes into the Phoenix and she's I like, know. And part Scott of just me scream- will always be with you. <laughs> I know, and Scott does this thing where he goes, Gene! <laughs> we could just do a super cut of Scott saying Gene and it would be like oh my three God. hours long. Don't make that super cut. It would no, be I won't. But then Xavier turns out and he's like, she's gone. And I just started laughing because I thought of X-Men 2 again where it's like, she, she, she's, she's gone. gone. She's, she's gone. gone. She's which gone. we made fun of in D2, which was oh really fun. Where we just scream she's gone 60 times. Okay, but then after that, Lilandra cries and she goes, she I'm cries. so sorry, Cyclops. They all come, because they, the she are now on the moon with them. They like teleport down. Yeah. And she's like, I'm so sorry, Cyclops. And Cyclops is like so fucking stupid yeah, here. He's, he's like, like, you've got your justice, Lilandra. No, he's, he's like, he's like, well, I guess you saved the universe. Thanks a lot. And we're like, Dude, we like, like she was going to kill everyone you knew. Yeah. And she's like, I take no pleasure in this, Scott Summers. And Scott just goes, don't, not a word. And then the Phoenix original theme song comes blasting back onto the loudspeakers. <laughs> and also the Phoenix itself shows up and does a little monologue being like, it is I, the Phoenix. I became one with Jean Grey and we preserved the crystal, but I discovered an element you humans call emotion. I lost my way. Now that the fire within Jean Grey has been extinguished, I am as I was, a guardian of creation. And Scott again screams, what about Jean? Oh. (laughs) And Phoenix goes, the radiance within her is no more. It can be rekindled only by taking the flame from another. Okay, so this is is a great scene that it's supposed to be like Scott and Jean, uh, Scott and Logan fighting over who's gonna save gene but it really just kind of feels like they're looking out for each other sense because like if logan did it then wouldn't he just come back to life anyway i don't know but i love this little thing where scott goes pick me and logan goes no pick me this is where i come in and scott goes i won't let you and logan's like you're not going to destroy yourself you can't and scott's like logan i have to do it and phoenix is like i can literally just take a piece of you like the two of them are fighting over like they, they're supposedly fighting over Jean, but it really sounds like they're like, I, I love die. you so much, yeah. Logan. And it's like, I love you too, Scott. Don't. And it's like, wow, what is happening? Like, It's weirdly gay for them fighting over a dead girl. Yeah, it's like a She-Ra episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Phoenix is like, I could literally take a piece of all of you. And Xavier goes, okay, we all accept. Like, again. <laughs> signs everyone up to take a piece of their life force it's okay no consent i don't think it's actually xavier i think i think it's like one of the other no characters. it was him it was him i thought i'm pretty sure it's not i don't remember i don't think it i don't actually remember it being there. him well well whatever it would be in character if it were anyway they all hold hands and the phoenix brings gene back using their life force yeah like a little ball goes through all of them gene Which, orgasms this again this is so stupid to me like it's literally like they bring her back to life with the power of friendship and also the phoenix is like my time here has ended. I and must I remember depart. the like waves goodbye to the like, fucking Phoenix. And it's, and it's like, like, wait, are we not worried about this at all? <laughs> 
Also, it's like resolved instantaneously. Yeah, and then they get instantly teleported into the mansion and Storm just goes, the mansion, the control room, we're home. And then there's like a shot of space and Lilandra going, farewell, Charles. Okay, no, this is this is where Lilandra's breaking up with Charles in my impression of it. Because oh, she's like Xavier's in his room and he's like Yeah, he's like Lilandra, why are you denying my thoughts? And Lilandra's like, Because I'm an empress and I don't ha- and I can't have feelings and also you're a manipulative piece of shit. Goodbye forever, Charles. I mean she doesn't say that. She just says, There's a part of me that will forever be alone. Goodbye, Charles. Which is like yeah, a pretty I, classy dumping for her yeah, to be like, is. I'm really married to my job and not you ever. I know. Again. I think she just like wasn't like <laughs> She was just being nice and she didn't have the heart to tell him that she like She's like remember when you told me you this? loved like, me but then immediately were like now that you love me so much you need to keep that devastating alien alive for no reason I also though- like let me emotionally manipulate you and like she just watched him manipulate all of his like teammates and his friends and like was she like watched all this go down like if she just like i can't be with this dude he seems a little unstable i really wish that was like actually her lines anyway well, the, the final shot of breakup. the episode is scott tucking jean into like a twin bed and then sitting next to her like he's her dad like watching her sleep because again <laughs> that is how that's what happens on the show characters watch other characters sleep we've talked about it before it's part of the mutant ages drinking yeah, game at it. this point Not, we don't even drink but that is part of the game oh my you god got, if yeah. a character watches another character sleeping you would be drunk by the end of like one episode mm-hmm. well, that's it that's how the phoenix ends This episode sucks ass. It really does. It's really like disappointing <laughs> guess, after guess... how great all the other Phoenix episodes were. Mm-hmm. Even the episodes that were kind of like wacky and it makes sense. Like even the Deken bullshit, I was at least able to be like, all right, at least get high first and like it will be fun that way. I mean, you this know, there's, episode, there's okay. no way to like enjoy this. I think this one this. might be fun high. I think it would be fun I disagree high. because there's like... At least with Dickens thing, it was like a bunch of fun visuals. I mean, this this has a little bit of that. I don't think it's as fun as the Dickens episode, sadly. But like, it's it's, I don't think there's enough alcohol also in the world or weed that would make me be like, oh, this lessens how angry I am with Charles Xavier. Like this whole episode just kept on like poking at me, being like fucking xavier's a piece of shit like (laughs) it's pretty bad i was actually really shocked that like storyline wise they even tried to have xavier do a turn in the middle where he was like we should kill gene again like i would have bought it more if the x-men had made that decision themselves or something but like like, what about a group decision at any point in time they had no say in any of this having questions early on literally nobody had a choice in anything that was happening it was like ledger being like we have to do it this way and xavier being like no we have to do it this way but maybe we'll do it your way maybe i should kill gene actually let's do it my way and it was like all the X-Men just have to deal with that. That's why I'm like, they should have got back and home. They should have gotten back home and been like, Xavier, um, Xavier please leave. <laughs> yeah. I know we're called the X-Men, but like you are now X'd out. You can't be here anymore. <laughs> Frost out. You are canceled. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. I like, don't even know what to say about this episode. I really don't like this ending for Jean. It's also not what happens in the comic books, which is kind of... But that isn't the only reason why I don't like it. It's it's okay with me if they deviate from the comics, but I don't like the idea of Jean being presented in this way as just this, like, 
hysterical, sad girl who's like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I just, oh my I'm God. just an alien now. I don't want to see like, any woman do that. She's basically or man. Like not even a character anymore at this point and is just being like dragged around by other people, whether it's Xavier or like, I guess the Phoenix. And we have a couple moments in this episode where she is the Phoenix and she gets these like fun villainous lines. But then that's like two seconds. And also we're supposed to hate her in those moments and be like, that's the bad gene as opposed Every, to seeing okay, it as like no fun. Point in time in any of these episodes where I have said the Dark Phoenix is somebody I would dislike because I keep on thinking the Dark Phoenix is Jean Grey standing up for herself. It's like finally we get to see Jean as a character instead of like a Mary Sue, you know? Yeah, and also like has the Dark Phoenix really done stuff that's that bad? I mean, like we see the vision of her killing her friends or whatever. Well, I mean, she but did it's eat like, an entire galaxy. But there was I mean, nobody living there. I mean, like, was there? I mean, maybe there was in the comic, and like in this one, they were like, "Oh, don't worry, nobody died." I mean, I guess the Phoenix is bad in the comics, but like on this show, she's pretty tame, so it's kind of hard to like understand all the reactions to her. Where it's like, yeah, she does keep like running around, setting things on fire, but like, has anything that bad really happened? I don't. I know, know. you're right. I, I I feel like it completely misses the point of the Dark Phoenix or the Phoenix being like a point about fem- feminism you well, know yeah but i mean i think this show doesn't even really like know how to do that and i mean storm has a couple cool moments in this but like even rogue is like this is about Whining. me and how i don't I have know. a man and what's really important in life is to fall in love with your boyfriend and touch someone and kiss a boy and it's like where really? is jubilee that's my question uh, jubilee is at school i don't know I, uh, <laughs> she's running the xavier institute at this point because they've been all in space for like jubilee years has not been in an episode for like a thousand years at this point I, this is like at the point where somebody again recently was like haha all of all the x-men except jubilee she has no she's useless and i was like okay this cartoon like made people think she was useless because they literally didn't give her anything to do she just wouldn't be there yeah i i mean she's i think they just couldn't think of anything for her to do in this particular saga because i guess i mean also the original ones were written before she was introduced so that's part of it i guess but I don't know, man. It's sad that she's not there. But I, I don't. I, I feel like I've said it all when it comes to the depiction of the Phoenix on the show. But I, I really do feel like this final episode is like a slap in the face to any of the narrative climax that they could have had. Of like, right. I I just I don't know. I don't know why I'm advocating that they kill a female character. But I guess I feel like that's a better ending than what they do instead here, which is like just basically neutralize Jean as like a person and just be like, now she's going to apologize for the rest of time for this thing that happened. They just didn't do anything with the Phoenix or Jean. So it's like they yeah, just like kinda, Jean it, didn't it, really like, do you know much I mean? like before if they, this. If they, I can understand you wanting to kill her because that at least would have been like an ending of any kind or like any kind of like conclusion to this saga or that's not the word i'm looking for to like what's the word when you're like you get the the ending the satisfaction that the the, what do you know what i'm saying um (laughs) you're gonna have to cut all this out i'm forgetting the word what it is ryan tells me that the word he was looking for here is vindication anyway it's like there was no conclusion here. There was no satisfaction. There was no, like, you get to get your justice at the end. Like, you know, like how, okay, so let's let's put it this way. So, like, Jean in this, she could have been Jean Grey 
battling with the phoenix and learning more about herself and like that would have been an interesting story and then like us being like okay but like this is still partially gene so like what do we do with that or we're like the dark phoenix is out of control and the only way we can do is kill them both but like when you have a story and you have like a villain doing terrible shit right mm -hmm. and then at the end you're just like you let the villain go it's like you like it's like all for nothing at that point oh and yeah like, and and i could see them doing that in this if afterwards gene was like well i have to be honest with you she was just preying off my thoughts and emotions so we have to deal with that now but then but in this they're just like gene's like i just really didn't even know who i was and it mm -hmm. was like it's just you don't get that ending there's no ending there's no way to wrap up the story like you can't just end a story like that do you know what i'm saying like i do you have I, to finish the story <laughs> yeah and now i feel like i don't even know what the ending is or the moral that we're supposed to be taking from any of this it's i mean in this episode it just feels like gene is no one and also again i think the other big problem is that gene hasn't really gotten to do anything cool before the phoenix showed up she was like yeah. kind of a nothing character on the and show we were like so excited remember the first episode when she got her power up and you and i were like so fucking I mean, amped those about first it few episodes were really cool like okay, we loved i would those. say like i really loved the phoenix saga even like the Deken shit that i was like oh my god this is fucking stupid and, like i would say for the most part it's been entertaining yeah and, and even like and, the like, previous episode to this one i enjoyed like the first 90 percent of it and then the last 10 percent is xavier being like let's kill gene okay, okay. But even that, like that's like in character for him <laughs> well, and, yeah, like, but, that... like then it makes no sense really because he's like trying to get rid of the phoenix and this is where they start introducing the idea that the phoenix maybe can be gotten rid of which according to this show it can be and then that that's why it's not interesting anymore because yeah. like also once the phoenix gets separated from gene the phoenix is like oh that was a weird time eh anyway <laughs> uh... and everyone's like and like everybody like waves goodbye to the phoenix like, and like and so it's playing the fucking like part of your world like yeah. ending of the little mermaid and like fucking like train is putting a rainbow, across a rainbow the sky over the phoenix and everybody's like and, we're like, really sorry about everything yeah, yeah all the aliens show up and they're like clapping for gene and scott who are like standing under the rainbow and there's some mermaids there mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. except ursula actually dies before a little of that okay, happens. but see that's what i'm saying it's like, like the it equivalent is... of like if ursula didn't die and everyone was like oh ursula you silly boo i know and she just floats away into space or into the water again okay but see that's what i'm saying it's like and again don't get me wrong villains are my deal i, I know ursula is like villains. the coolest part of the little mermaid i don't know why we're talking no, about the and little it's, mermaid, like, it's like with, anyway. with any with any story it's like okay like at the end of this like this horrible person has done something horrible, so they've got to die, or like you have to kill like the hero. It can't just be like everybody mm -hmm. gets or away. Or like something like, else weird happens. Or, like okay, so here's a great example. Okay, so something I love about Legend of Korra is that Korra doesn't kill the villains at the end, and there's parts in there where she really should, but instead she like sort of defeats them by understanding them and sympathizing with them, and mm -hmm. then like defeats them that way. And like that very final season when she's like fighting i forget what's her name the person that was like taking over all of the the kingdom mm -hmm. and like at the end like like there's that part where she like turns not core the villain turns against like her boyfriend that's working with her and just was like well of course with you i have to kill you so she just like shoots them and you think everyone dies and like i remember being that moment of like that bitch has to die because she just like <laughs> she just didn't give a shit that she killed all these people including like the person that she loved because mm -hmm. like this thing was so much more important to her but then it still ends with Cora like fighting her and like understanding like where she's coming from 
and like at the end like she kind of gets it she's like i get what what you're doing and like defeats her that way and that would have been a really interesting way to end something like this where like i understand why the phoenix is doing this Mm -hmm. and having a conversation with the phoenix being like in her defeat being like you know I, i i sympathize with you i understand like that is one way to defeat a villain without killing them, you know? Yeah, like if and, you like, feel like the villain is actually We don't even actually... get that. Like that's what I'm saying. That's part of why I'm so angry is that there's just no resolution. There's no conflict resolution here. It's just fucking like there and then it's gone. And it's like fucking Disney. I don't know. This whole episode made me angry from like start to finish. It like clearly I'm very I've been very fired up this whole time because it just <laughs> like you, it's man. not good storytelling. I so. agree. I feel like it is a really lackluster. And, 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 and it would be ending. fine if it was just like a random episode somewhere, but it's like the, it's conclusion, the conclusion of this, of this like eight, eight part, part episode that we <laughs> yeah. just and, and the whole thing was fantastic up to this. And it was like, what the fuck happened? Also, like after the Phoenix and Gene separate, why is the Phoenix so chill? It's almost like Gene did influence the phoenix and no one addresses that anyway no whatever. i know it's, it's like fine. the phoenix the whole the phoenix literally says she's like i pried off the emotions of gene gray which means those were there before the phoenix got there i don't know if that's going to be addressed on the show at all it's not it really is not like i can tell you right now it's not and it never is in any of these shows um gene gray doesn't even turn into the phoenix in evolution although gene and evolution has like she's like her count comic book counterpart at least in that she is has has a very distinct personality and like you can see as Jean Grey and X-Men Evolution how she could potentially eventually turn into the Dark Phoenix because they had originally planned to lead up to that mm-hmm. um, because they set it up they're like there's things that she was like super fucking passionate about because she also gets ang- like in that she would get she would get fired up and angry really easily also you know yeah which is more fun for like a Jean who gets pissy and stands up for herself is just more fun than the character in this yeah. show. Who's like, Oh, totally quiet and demure. And it's like, Oh, I, I know. And know. it's like so obnoxious. <laughs> like at least in evolution, Jean, there's like episodes where Jean literally does stand up for herself. And she's like, I don't fucking need a man to tell me what to do. Like it's the setup is there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Wolverine and the X-Men is just almost entirely revolving around Gene disappearing, but it was actually secretly the Phoenix the whole time. So, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see when we get there. And I mean, I know also some of these shows come out like after the live action X-Men yeah. movies and were kind of influenced by those, which obviously the first two were setting up the idea of the Phoenix saga. And so, but I have, I have a question, by the way, raising my hand, like what is this weird alien race being like? We just have to deal with things by literally like killing it. Like that's the only option. Like they just show up and like, all right, I we're here to know. kill you. And also, like, what is gives, like, Lalandra that jurisdiction? You know what I mean? She just shows up into another... Ga- it wasn't even her galaxy that was attacked. Yeah, you know? and also, like, we are supposed to believe that Lalandra's, like, the good empress, but she's still operating on this absurd law where she's like, yeah, okay, so we either kill you or trial by combat, and, like, even if you Which win she the didn't trial even by offer combat... At first, it was instead Xavier had to pry it out of her brain. Yeah, it's not like she was like, by the way, you have the right to this other secret trial. Like, I don't... Oh, I, I, know. I don't know. I, anyway. I agree. It's and meanwhile, Xavier in the background fucking doesn't know anything about consent whatsoever. I mean, which that's I, like the most alarming part about him in this episode, you know? Yeah, but I'm he sorry. always like, I'm just does like, this, I'm, though. I mean, at this point, I'm like jaded by it because I'm like, Xavier's constantly just going into people's brains and like fucking around. Like, I, I don't even know how what to say about it anymore. It's just such a part of his character on the show that he just does this, that it's like... I don't yeah. know. I don't even know. I mean, know. like, that's who he is in, like, in the comic books. I know in the other cartoons, they made him a lot more like Patrick Stewart, which was probably for the better. Yeah, um, although even, like, in the initial X-Men movies, 
Patrick Stewart's version still goes into people's brains without asking them. So like, I don't know, like it, it's just kind of something Xavier does sometimes if he like wants to get somebody to give him some information. I mean, I think it's sort of dubiously ethical. And I know he, he's always like, oh, I never enter people's minds without asking him. But he's that's just him that's saying that true, to make you though. feel better. You yeah, know, it's it's just not. True. Anyway, fuck Xavier. I don't know. I, Sorry, I Xavier like... lovers. I just really don't like Xavier, especially after this episode. Like, he's kind of being a piece of shit. So. He is. He is. If a he was piece as charming shit. as Patrick Stewart, I would be more willing to accept that. But, like, this is not Patrick Stewart. This is. I think fucking... also a lot of that is just residual. Everybody likes Picard. Like, and yeah, that's I agree. The wise leader character who people just associate with Patrick Stewart. You know what's really crazy is that people really wanted him to be Charles Xavier mm-hmm. after Picard. And it's like, who's going to be Charles Xavier in the MCU? Like, it's like they don't have, they cannot ask him to do it again. But know. you know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't feel like there's a. a I know. A there really person isn't another person who could be that good anyway. I know. Um, so we don't have a who's that X-Men today because there weren't any new characters introduced in this or highlighted. And also we're angry and Jean tired. Gray. Okay. We're just angry and tired. All right. Well, so, okay. <laughs> so I'm going to just back this up for a, a question, a, a hot moment uh-huh. uh, for a few things. Um, right now, as we're recording this, Maddie's recording in her hotel room in New York City before her <laughs> live podcast tomorrow and her live show after that. Yeah. So um, she's kind of, like busy tired from that i'm getting over from being sick for a month which is why we're doing it today yeah yeah i had laryngitis um and before that we were at aresia uh which we didn't announce this year because maddie and i were not on the same schedule at all and also mm-hmm. there was a and blizzard there was a and blizzard also and I, I missed like half my panels anyway yeah, and i was so. also sick uh but the people we did run into some mutant ages fans there which which i wasn't expecting but was like really excited and happy to see and i wanted to shout out to them uh, there was an old man Logan there he who was, was awesome. Great, and he came to my concert too. I played yeah. a little concert at Eurasia. Um, and maybe next time we go to a con, we're going to try and organize it a little bit better. We just knew in, in advance that this one was like disorganized yeah. for us because also there was a lot of uh, politics going within the con in which they had to like switch their hotel within the last month, which mm-hmm. was very complicated. Um, yeah, so. so a lot of stuff was decided last minute just because of the con and being the way it was. So that's fine. Hopefully next year we could do a Mutant Ages meetup because it seems like at this point we actually do have some Mutant Ages fans who are going yeah. to that convention. And also, I would also tell us about conventions that, that you're you go going to, to. Um, especially if you're in the New England area. And that if you were like, we'd love you to come to this convention. It could be a comic book convention. It could be like any really kind of convention. Um, I do another YouTube channel, Superior Life, so I go to cons. Um, but, you know, if there's one that's around you that you think that we should be at, um, email us at themutantages at gmail.com and we'll yeah. be more than happy to, to go. do that. So Cool. That was a random place to have that announcement. But I mean, it just kind of came up because, like, we were like, I'm tired. I'm like, well, there's a verification as to why we're tired. <laughs> it's been a very, this is like the longest January we have ever had. It's February now, I, but I'm I still saying it's January. I was about to say that to you, Ryan. It's fucking February now, but this you're has right. been a, It's been a fucking weird winter. It may as well still be January because whatever. Time is meaningless no, now. Do we want to talk about who's gay? Today. 
wait, was there anybody who was kidding? Oh, there was that moment between Cyclops and Logan that I that's what I was canonically say. think was them fighting over not who's going to sacrifice themselves to Jean, but so much as but like who was going to ha- get to not live without the other one the other ending one. up with Jean. Yeah. Basically, like I know <laughs> if Jean comes back, then yeah. I mean, while Jean's just still being there, like please just kill me so you can be happy. I know, right? See, that's a better motivation for Gene. <laughs> like, even that's a better ending. <laughs> Which is tragic as fuck, but still. Yeah, she doesn't even really... I don't understand what her motivations are. Anyway, whatever. I guess Logan and Cyclops can be the gay ones. I think I think that Logan and Cyclops have been fucking, and Cyclops was going to tell Gene that he was gay. Mm-hmm. But now she's alive, so he's like, oh, no, I'm straight. <laughs> I'm straight and I love you, honey. I'm so excited to be in a relationship with you. And she's like, and, and Jean's like, yeah, me too. too. <laughs> and Logan's like, oh, fucking horny. Where's the this? Cajun? Yeah. Yeah. I did enjoy like Logan and Gambit just hanging out in a corridor together. It was like one second long, but I was still like, I like those two guys being yeah, buds. Yeah, I do being too. Fuck buds. At, the, at the end of the day, Logan could still like go and fuck Gambit or Storm and it's all good, mm-hmm. you know? Anyway, uh, Reader, reader mail, mail, I think. Reader mail. This first reader mail is from Drake, and he actually like sent me this as a message first, and I said, you really need to email this to us because this is a good question. Uh, and so Drake says, hey, Maddie and Ryan, I have two X-Men the Animated Series theories to share. One, I think the reason for the two random Shi'ar guys watching the Dark Phoenix destroy a solar system is to make it abundantly clear that the planets are uninhabited, since in the comics... The Phoenix literally commits genocide against an alien race by destroying their planet. Okay, right. I was right. Uh, and number two, I think this show had planned for the leader in the Slave Island episode to be a member of the Circle Club since he was dressed like one of their members. <laughs> also, maybe this was a part of a larger plan for it to be revealed that the Circle Club was behind the Sentinel program in some way. What are your thoughts on these? Um, well, I, I know the leader's leader, supposed to yeah, be... It, isn't he supposed to be like Cable's... The, uh, it's still Cable. Is it's, it still um, Cable? I couldn't remember what they said it was. We I looked mean, like, it up on the wiki it's like at the time. Evil cable. It's like, yeah, um, it's like some other fucking Cable. I don't know. It, it was. On, we said that on whatever second. episode that was. I don't know. I don't know if that was ever something that they were actually planning to reveal on this show or not. It's like, is anything to do with the Sentinel shit? Because at least on this show, it's like those sentinels are strictly season one material <laughs> yeah uh, the leader was supposed to be strife mm-hmm. um but i do like this fan theory that it would have been like we randomly bring back the leader in like this season and just be like remember that guy i bet you don't now he's I here mean, i think it would be funnier if he was just like one of the people who went to the hellfire club to like hang out and like because you know how there was like that dude that was just like in a costume and he's like where's my fucking souffle and we're like <laughs> this <laughs> maybe that was a leader that i don't was know him. it wasn't him honestly oh if the leader had come back i would not have recognized him because i didn't even remember that he was on this show like we've already watched a lot of episodes we've already done a lot of episodes of the show anyway good question um, though i have a couple of tweets that i wanted to read because i thought they were funny um go for it i posted a picture of cyclops's recent resurrection <laughs> where he crawls out of a fucking grave and just goes how <laughs> And I wrote, I I posted that and I go, even Cyclops questions the logic behind his most recent resurrection. And then somebody goes, it's amazing that this implies he was buried in full costume. I wonder if that was his wishes or if Dr. X just decides his former students must be buried in the outfits he presumably designed for them as teens. (laughs) Yep. And like, it's, what's funny is that like, this is even crazier 
So like what ends up happening is that the Cyclops is alive because Kid Cable came to the future to kill adult Cable. Mm-hmm. And then like when Cyclops was dead during the funeral, Emma Frost was playing a mind trick and making everybody think that he was in the casket. But it really he was like in a med lab somewhere and like in the med lab, they're able to inject Cyclops with this little mechanism time bomb thing that would like bring him back to life. Um, but then how did they time. get his body back into the ground? But then he comes out of the ground. So like that, that was all in the same issue. So it's like this canon doesn't even check out within this one issue that I'm reading. I guess it's like in a panel that it they didn't draw. Itself. Emma just heads on back to the grave and tosses Cyclops's body into there and then leaves, even though she's like, hey, but why would she gonna even crawl do that? back out of this in a few hours? Like, why? Unless, unless, the, unless the plan's going to be, because now all the X-Men are in like an alternate universe right now, mm-hmm. except for Emma, Cyclops, and Logan, but Emma's been like outcast by the X-Men, so maybe Emma's going to come back and like Kid Cable saw in the future that like Emma was going to pull this mind trick because she knew that Kid Cable would have to... That's my theory. I don't know. I feel like a lot of this is going to lead up to, like, Emma Frost coming in and just walking up to X-Men being like, okay, this little game's over. Bye. But um, anyway, so I ran a poll just for the fuck of it, and I said, who is Wolverine's true love? And I said, Mariko, Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, or Gambit? Uh, Nightcrawler won by a landslide, by the way. (laughs) Um, To which somebody said, Nightcrawler leading lets me know the folks following this account are my people. Um, (laughs) Another person says, the right answer is Cyclops, which if Twitter gave me more than four options, you know I would have put him on there, Mm -hmm. and Storm. Uh, And the subject screams, where's Morph? (laughs) Which is another fair point. Where is Morph? That's, Wolverine has way too many X's that we could have put into that list, by the way. We could have put, like, oh, I know. the entirety of his Canadian cavalcade of, of boys. Like, we could have put everybody in there, I guess. But yeah. Twitter Twitter needs to come up with polls that have, like, 60 options. I know that would or probably like break it, but I don't care. Four. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, that's it for uh, Reader Mail this week, um, which is crazy because it's been a few weeks. But, you know, the last time we hear it, we we're here we had like 10 reader mails so i know it's it's feast or famine with reader mails but you know what we love them and we would love you write into to us. send them to us at the mutant ages at gmail.com that's right we've reached the plug section of the show buckle da, up da, 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 buckle up butt plugs <laughs> and some other things we have are a website i don't know how to do plugs anymore oh my god wait, 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 yeah oh my god it's like we were like going into it i was like wait no this is all totally different okay so first of all atomic blue productions has ceased to exist maddie and i have made the decision recently to divide long- everything up it's all getting divided up into little pockets now yes and we've had this conversation for nearly a year now actually mm-hmm. since let's watch two movies went divided ahead and did that to its own patreon kind of, yeah and we started thinking about that at one point recently, I was like, I don't even really know what Atomic Blue even is anymore. It's just like us making shit, I guess. But then I was like, the only thing we're making is like Mutant Ages related c- content. So well, what you has always happened- have stuff that you make, but then it's like, is yes. it fair if I'm part of that? Because I don't always help you with everything that you make. And like, how should we deal with that? Or, and also like, you know, it was different. So what's happened now is that um, Mutant Ages is, is its own brand. Um, and you can still visit our website and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my vlog channel, which was previously under Atomic Blue, has now moved to Ryan TV. And it has its own Patreon there. And also all the superhero stuff that you may have seen on the channel that was like the superhero training and going to conventions with Anna. That has also been separated to another channel called Superhero Life. And that's got its own Patreon. 
So you can pretty much support what you want now. Mm-hmm. Um, Warcraft Valley still falls underneath um, Mutant Ages. Mutant Ages. For so now. if you enjoy these two <laughs> podcasts, well, they're both like X Men related. Yeah, and Warcraft Valley comes out pretty sporadically. It's usually once a month, but it's also like still about X-Men fan fiction and stuff and still kind of under the Mutant Ages umbrella. But the main brand is Mutant Ages. We have MutantAges.com now and TheMutantAges.com. If you want to do that, you can find us that way. Also, we will still be posting like our other, some other videos up there. Like we've, we've had like our throwback theaters where we react to old shit we made. We'll We'll keep on doing that. Um, and if I we mean, make like, something we're still going to have fun, the same YouTube channel and stuff. I, yeah, it's I, just under the Mutant Ages. So if you want to support our show directly, the Mutant Ages, you can literally just go to our Patreon, the Mutant Ages, which is no longer shared with like five other shows. Mm-hmm. So, so now that, that makes, Patreon is only for Mutant Ages stuff, which at this point does actually include a lot of different stuff because we have like the Let's Plays that we do and like the little videos that Ryan makes to promote the show where it's like eps from... Oh, yeah, on the YouTube Anime channel. Series, and it's like cut together from this podcast, and like also Snacks Men, and like maybe yeah, we'll make more we do of little those, shorts. And, like, and we've talked, we've talked about kind of branching out beyond the TV shows and video games. So maybe we'll do some books and board games, just like mm-hmm. fun shit like that. Like the thing is that Manny and I grew up with the X Men, and it's like consumes our life. And well, we yeah, are just but it also playing like, into that. This doesn't prevent us from potentially making other separate projects that are exactly whatever they may be. And we'll just do other websites for those. We love it. I mean, to me, it's like, yeah, it's maybe a pain to have all these separate websites, but it seems like people prefer it this way. And I get it. People want to know what they're supporting with the Patreon. They, it helps them if they're like, I only like this podcast or I only like these two podcasts. I just want to support these things and that's fine. And so like we have a a ton of really cool mutant ages stuff for you. So you can support that and only right. that. And so by supporting us on Patreon, not only do you keep us moving forward, but it allows us to create more content that is X-Men related and mm-hmm. allows us to purchase the things that we need to do it. You gotta pay for all these video games, guys. All yeah, these lighting and like, rigs. <laughs> and like if we were if to pick up some stuff to like review like books or collectibles or what that, that's going to cost us money too. So along the line. And we do like making shit. So mm-hmm. lights are expensive when we do film shit. Uh, we need more lenses. So that's what you'd be helping us by supporting us and yeah. you can go to the mutantages.com or you can find us on soundcloud or itunes please leave us a review please 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 it's been a while since we've had one um and that that just increases our visibility if you do that yeah it does uh so definitely like you know tweet about the show and post about it we have twitter too by the way the mutant ages is our main twitter and i'm yep. on twitter at Mitty myers and I am on Twitter at Ryan Pagella, and you've come to the right place if it says Mr. Sinister, which was supposed to be a Halloween name two years ago, but I just <laughs> stuck with it. So life is good, you know, it's yeah, good you know, shit. I feel like it's suiting to be Mr. Sinister. It is. And so we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Thanks for joining us uh, for whatever this fucking episode was. <laughs> <laughs> Xavier, Xavier, she's like, he's like, kill G, don't kill, kill her, kill G, kill, kill, kill G, her. don't, no, I, I don't know, who am I? <laughs> Lelandra. <laughs> I don't care about you. Goodbye, Charles. <laughs>